following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity and was recorded at Westminster Chapel in Toronto. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to declare the Lordship of Jesus Christ over every area of life, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40. Comfort. Comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass. And all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Go on up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up. Fear not, say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those that are with young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has measured the spirit of the Lord? Or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult? And who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, The nations are like a drop from a bucket, and are counted as dust on the scales. Behold, he takes up the coastlands like fine dust. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor are its beasts enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness compare with him? An idol? A craftsman casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold, and casts for it silver chains. He who is too impoverished for an offering chooses wood that will not rot. He seeks out a skillful craftsman to set up an idol that will not move. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, 
and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing, and who makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, that I should be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who created these? He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name. By the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, my brothers and sisters. And let me also say Merry Christmas. As you know, I'm very keen to remind you that Christmas is 12 days. There are 12 days in Christmas, and it began on the 25th. And it goes right through to January 6th, so it is still Christmas. We're still celebrating Christmas. And it's good and it's right that the church, in its setting its calendar, has marked off these 12 days to celebrate Christmas. And the significance of this is that we end every year and we begin every new year celebrating Christmas. At the end of every year, our eyes are fixed on Christ. And we are celebrating the coming, the gift of God's Son. And at the beginning of every new year, our eyes are still fixed on Christ. And we remember and celebrate the gift of God's Son. And so at the end of every year, at the beginning of every year, the church calendar calls us to behold our God, to fix our attention on Christ. And that's what the prophet Isaiah calls us to do also in this chapter. That that great exhortation in verse 9, Behold your God. And that's what we want to do this morning. We want to behold Christ, to behold our God. And before we do that, I want to pray and ask that God would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we have just heard that all the people are like grass. And our beauty is like the flower of the field. And the grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of our God will stand forever. And our prayer this morning is that you would give us ears to hear your word. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would help us to receive this word with understanding. And equip us and empower us to respond in obedience and faith. For we ask it through Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Now, Isaiah makes this declaration, behold your God, to a people who are weak and weary. And we find that out at the end of the chapter in verses 27 to 31. We see there the people are lamenting, they're complaining. Is my way hidden from God? Has he no regard for me? The people are weary, the people are weak. And Isaiah says to such a people, Behold your God. And we know from the chapter that the reason they're weak, the reason they're weary is because of their warfare, because of their hardship, because of their iniquities, their sins. And Israel at the time was in exile in Babylon. They're weary because of the surrounding pagan world in which they live. And so their hardship, their sin, the world around them has worn them out. They're weak. They're weary. And this morning, that describes many of us as we come to the end of this year, the end of 2019. We too are weak. We're weary. We're weak and weary from the burden of our sins, from the hardships that we'd faced in this last year, from the world in which we live. And Isaiah says to us this morning, Behold your God. And as we behold our God, Isaiah draws our attention to three divine actions. As we look to God, we see him at work. We see these three divine actions. First, he forgives our sins. He pardons our iniquities. And we, when we grow weary because of our sin, because of our guilt, and we behold our God, we see there a God who forgives our sins. And then secondly, Isaiah tells us that God speaks And we live in a world where we're bombarded with many voices, many authorities speaking into our lives. And when we follow the wisdom of this world, we grow weary, we grow weak. And Isaiah says, the Lord speaks and his word endures forever. It stands forever. And finally, Isaiah tells us that our God holds us close. Our God carries us. He tends us like a shepherd. And you may come to the end of this year and you look back on the year that has passed. You look ahead to the year that is coming and your faith is weak. You doubt God's presence. You doubt his providence. You doubt his good purposes for your life. And Isaiah reminds us, behold your God, he carries you. He's leading you into this new year. So that's what Isaiah wants us to see. And we begin with this announcement that our sins are forgiven. Behold your God, your God forgives your sins. And some of us are coming to the end of this year, and as we review our lives and we consider the state of our hearts, we are weary because we are bearing the burden of sin and guilt. Some of us are battling and bearing the weight of the sin of pornography. And we fight it, but we find again and again we go back to it. And we hate it, and we loathe ourselves because of it. And we are bearing that weight this morning. Some of us are here this morning, and we are bearing the weight of the sin of impatience and the sin of anger. And although we try, every time our patience is tested, we find that we're overcome with anger. We lose our patience. And then we become angry with ourselves because of our impatience. Some of us are here this morning, and we are bearing the weight of envy. 
We look at the lives of other people. We see the blessings of their life. We see the privileges that they have. We see the position. We see their success. And we become fixated on that. And we find that this sin of envy is taking root in our heart and it festers. Every time we look at Facebook, every time we open up Instagram and we see what's happening in the lives of other people. Some of us this morning are carrying the weight of discouragement, of doubt. We look back on the year that's passed and we think, it looks as though nothing has gone my way this year. It's just one bad thing after another. And we find that uh, no matter what we try, no matter how hard we're praying, it just seems as though it's nothing but pain, nothing but heartache, and we're discouraged. And we're doubting God's good providence, God's good purposes in our lives. And we find that there is growing in our hearts a, a root of grumbling, a root of bitterness. And some of us have carried through this year, we've carried with us the burden of guilt for past sin. And every Sunday we come to the Lord's table and we, we hear again the announcement of the forgiveness of sins and we receive this bread and this wine. And we hear that message that our sins are forgiven. But it seems abstract. It's just an idea to us. And we want to believe it, but we still feel condemned for our sin and our heart is still accusing us. And so many of us are weak and we're weary this morning. We come here to the end of this year weak and weary because we are carrying a burden of sin, a burden of guilt. And the prophet says to us this morning, behold your God. And he says, listen to what your God says to you. Verse 1, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. And notice how he speaks tenderly. Cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Now we need to understand that last line rightly. He has just said her iniquity is pardoned. And then what he says after that advances that thought. So when I read that, it's easy to read it, oh, she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. There's a double punishment. God's been twice as hard on her for her sins. But no, that, that line is advancing what he has just said. Her, her iniquity is pardoned. And what Isaiah is declaring to us here is that you have received from the Lord's hand double provision for your sin. Grace upon grace for your sin. The guilt of your sin has been pardoned. And the sin itself has been washed away. That's what Isaiah is saying to us. You have received a double pardon. Now, how has this happened? And if you read, and I, read on in Isaiah, he will tell you how this will happen. It comes in Isaiah 52 and 53. In Isaiah 52, God himself says, Behold my servant. So Isaiah says, behold your God. And then God says, behold my servant. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Yet he was pierced for our transgressions. 
He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Laid on who? On whom has God laid the iniquity of us all? On Jesus. Remember what the angel Gabriel said to Joseph in the dream concerning his betrothed, concerning Mary. She will bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so the prophet says to us, Behold your God. And God says to us, Behold my servant. Behold Jesus. At the end of this year, behold Jesus. Are you weary because of pornography? Look to Jesus. Behold Jesus. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Are you weary because of anger and impatience? Look to Jesus. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his words, we are healed. Are you weary because of envy? Look to Jesus. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. There's nothing special about those people that you're looking at on Facebook and Instagram. All of us have gone astray. We've all gone our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. When you're looking at the lives of other people and wishing, oh, I, I, that, if only that were my life, remember that we all stand at the foot of the cross together. And don't be looking at one another. Look to him. We've all gone astray. He's laid on him the iniquity of us all. Are you weary with bitterness and discouragement? Look to Jesus. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And are you carrying with you the guilt of your sin? Look to Jesus. Listen to his voice. He speaks tenderly to you. He cries to you. Your warfare is ended. Your iniquity is pardoned. And I have provided double for all your sin. I have pardoned your sin. There's no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. And I have cleansed you from that sin. It's not there. So at the end of this year, if you are carrying with you the burden of sin, the burden of guilt for sin, Isaiah says, behold your God. And God says, behold my servant. Look to Christ. Look to Jesus. He has pardoned your iniquity. All your trespasses have been laid upon him. He was pierced for your transgressions. He's borne your griefs. He's borne your sorrows. Behold your God. Look to him. And then secondly, we grow weary. And Israel was growing weary. Because it was trusting in its own wisdom. Walking in its own wisdom. It was listening to the wisdom of the world rather than to the wisdom of God. And if you think about our lives today, especially because we have you know, this new appendage, this smartphone that's constantly with us. And many of us walk around with uh, little white things in our ears and we're constantly listening. And oftentimes these days, people aren't listening to music. We're listening to the voices of people telling us things. And we are bombarded with voices and authorities speaking into our lives. 
There's books and there's blogs and there's podcasts. And we are constantly hearing again and again what we ought to be doing. You know, just a non-stop counsel that is coming to us through our earbuds, through, through our, the, the speakers in our car. And we're being told, you know, how do we eat? How to eat? What to eat? How to dress? How to exercise? How to manage your finances? How to manage your work? How to manage your time? How to manage your family? How to manage your personal life? Many of us are reading Christian blogs. How do you manage your prayer life this year? How do you manage your Bible reading? How do you live as a godly man? How do you live as a godly woman? How do you raise your kids? What should we think about politics? What should we think about the environment? What should we think about economics? What should we think about various social problems? What should we think about the culture around us? What kind of music should we listen to? What books are we supposed to read? What podcasts should we subscribe to? We're constantly being told what to do. And that wears you out. You get tired of that. There's so many competing voices, and it's always changing. And in the midst of that cacophony of competing and changing voices and authorities, a voice cries. All flesh is grass, and its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. And then Isaiah goes on to ask, Who has measured the Spirit of the Lord? Or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult and who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? At the beginning of this new year, as we enter into a new year, the prophet declares to us, in the midst of all these voices and authorities, Behold, your God speaks, and the word of our God stands forever. And nobody has taught him. He hasn't consulted anybody. And when we look to his word, we turn to his word, we find counsel, we find wisdom, we find understanding, we find justice. And some of you have come here this morning, and this past year you've given way too much attention to the voice of the world. And the the latest blog or the latest podcast is what's directing the way that you live your life. And you're too concerned about that. And you're trying to keep up with that. And it's wearing you out. You've given too much attention to that and not enough attention to the Word of God, which stands forever. And so listen to His voice at the end of this year. Listen to His voice as you enter into a new year. And the promise is that with him, there's wisdom. With him, there's understanding. There's counsel. There's justice. When we listen to his word, he will lead us. He sets us on a straight path. And as we walk that path, we don't grow weary. We don't grow weak. We find rest. We find strength. Remember what the Lord Jesus said. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am humble and lowly of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Now that requires humility on our part. We submit to the yoke of Christ. 
We submit to his word. We learn from him. But the promise is, we will find rest for our souls. And I know that as we turn to the counsel of God's word, oftentimes we find his word is challenging. It rebukes us. It corrects us. Sometimes it's hard to understand. Sometimes we'd rather listen to what the podcast has to say to us than what the word of God has to say to us. But remember what Proverbs 30 verse 5 says. Every word of God proves true. It's a simple sentence. Every word of God proves true. So we, we persevere in the word of God. We abide in the word of God. And we find that it does prove true. Because all flesh is grass. All its beauty is like the flower of the field. And the grass withers. The flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. And then finally, at the end of this year, some of us are weak and weary because we faced hardship this year. And at the end of this year, we, we find that our faith is weak. We're doubting God's presence in our lives, his providence, his good purposes for our life. Well, Isaiah says, behold your God. And he asks us a number of questions. So look at verse 25. To whom then will you compare me? that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these things. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Now God is saying, go out at night and look up at the night sky. Now I know we live in Toronto, lots of light pollution. But if you've ever been up north at night, on a clear night, you know, you see the Milky Way, you see the stars. Well, God invites us, go out there, look up there. Look at what you see. Who brings out that host? Who has named every star? Who holds each star in place? Not one of them is missing. Well, God is saying, I do, I do that. Now, despite what I just said about all the competing voices and authorities, I did a little Google search on this because I wanted to know how many stars are there out there. Well, apparently, in the observable universe, so what we, what we can see, there are 10 billion galaxies. 10 billion galaxies. And each galaxy has about 100 billion stars. So that means, in the observable universe, there are 100 billion trillion stars. That is a one with 27 zeros after it. What has God just said? I've named each one of those stars. I hold them in place. Not one of them is missing. Now the reason Isaiah draws our attention to this, the reason God draws our attention to this, because if, I, if I've got a handle on that, how much more do I see and care and know you? How much more do I have a handle on your life? And so Isaiah says, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded from my God? Why do you say that? Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. 
But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And if you've come to the end of this year and you're discouraged, and you doubt God's presence and providence and his good purposes in your life, well, God says, consider the stars. I've named each one. Not one of them is missing. I've got a handle on that. How much more do I see you? You're not hidden from me. I'm not disregarding you. And I am the everlasting God. I don't grow faint. I don't grow weary. And I give power to the weak, and I give strength to the weary. And Isaiah also declares when he says, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might. This is verse 10. And his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense is before him. He's the everlasting God. He does not grow faint. He does not grow weary. But then notice what God's doing with his mighty arm. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And yes, he is overseeing and managing the starry host. But he is also our shepherd. And you are his sheep. And he is tending his flock with his mighty right hand. And in those strong arms, he gathers you up and he carries you close to himself and he gently leads you along. And at the end of this year, if you're weak and you're weary and you doubt God's presence or his good purposes in your life, well, the prophet says, behold your God. He gathers you up in your arms. He is carrying you through the end of this year into this new year. He is tending you like a shepherd. He is gently leading you. And he gives power to the weak and he gives strength to the weary. And he says, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord, that means we are resting in his everlasting arms and trusting what he says. It means we are meditating on his word. We're believing his promises. We are trusting in his good purposes for our life. We are praying, looking to him, fixing our eyes on him, knowing where we are in his everlasting arms. And so as we enter this new year, the prophet says to us, Behold your God. He forgives your sins. Don't carry the burden of your sin and your guilt into a new year. He has pardoned your iniquity. He's provided double measure for all your sins. He has laid on Christ the iniquity of us all. As we go into this new year, let's stop listening to the wisdom of the world. Let's listen to the word of God. With him there's counsel, there's wisdom, there's understanding, there's knowledge. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Let's abide in his word. And at the end of this year and as we enter a new year, know that our God gathers us up in his arms. He is carrying us into this new year. He is gently leading us. His right arm goes before us. And he gives power and strength to us as we wait on him. 
Now, this week we will not only mark a new year, but we are also going to mark a new decade. It's going to be the 2020s. And as we look at the decade that has passed, and we've seen how things have gone for the church, and we've seen how things have gone in politics and in society, and as we look ahead to the year that, or the decade that's ahead of us, there's a certain trajectory that we can see. And we should expect that in the coming decade, the church is going to experience testing. The church is going to experience tribulation. We need to be ready for that. That's why we need to behold our God, not only at the end of this year, but at the end of this decade, going into another decade. We need to abide in his power. We need to abide in his strength. And here the the voice crying out in the wilderness cries out to the herald of good news. And that's us. We are the herald of good news in this city. We're the herald of good news in this land of Canada. And the voice cries out and says, lift up your voice with strength. Fear not. Say to the city of Toronto, behold your God. The Lord is the everlasting God. And say to the city of Toronto, he pardons your iniquity. Behold your God, behold his servant, behold Christ. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the temptation for the church in this coming decade will be to say, well, there isn't really any iniquity after all. We're going to water that down. There's going to be that temptation. We've already seen it. Many churches are doing that. Uh, Maybe that's not so bad. Maybe that's not sinful. Maybe we just ignore that. But what happens when the church does that is we abandon a weak and weary world to its sin, to wander and to perish. And the warning is if the church does that, we are going to wander and we will perish with the world. So we, we go up onto a high place and we lift up our voice with strength and we declare, behold your God, behold his servant. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And we are called to stand up and declare that the word of the Lord stands forever. And at the end of this decade, and as we go into this new decade, we take our stand on the word of God. We hold fast to the word of God. And again, the church will be tempted to follow this movement and this this set of teaching, and maybe we do this, and maybe we do that, and maybe that's the strategy. Forget the counsel of the world, the wisdom of the world. It will wear you out. You'll wander if you follow that. But at the end of this decade, and as we walk into this new decade, we hold fast to the word of God. We stand firm on the word of God. All flesh is grass. The grass withers. The beauty of the wisdom of the world is like the flowers of the field. The flowers fade away, but the word of our God stands forever. And whatever trials, whatever tribulation, whatever this decade ahead holds for us, know that the mighty right hand of God goes before us. And as we go into this decade, he gathers us up in his arms. He will tend us like a shepherd. And he will give us strength. He will give us power. And as we wait on him, we will renew our strength. And every Sunday we come to the Lord's table because we wait on him. We trust in him. 
We look to him for our strength. And this meal is a meal which declares to us and confirms that our sins are forgiven. And this meal declares to us and it confirms that he has gathered us close to himself. And remember what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10. That the bread that we eat, is it not a communion with the body of Christ and the cup that we bless? Is it not a communion with the blood of Christ? And this meal is a confirmation that the Lord is with us. The Lord has gathered us up. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. So let's come to this table now, knowing that our sins are forgiven, knowing that the word of the Lord stands forever, and knowing that he is our shepherd, and he tends us, and he will lead us into this coming year and into this coming decade. This message has been brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share this content, but do not charge for it or alter it in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. For more resources, please visit ezrainstitute.ca.